This ain't right, man. You're on mute. You're on mute. Terrible. This is terrible. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? We yeah. back for another week of the Sports Talk Process Show. Hey, we're going to get started with something different right here. Every every show has it. Before I turn it over to Celeste, every show has it. And we have to have it, too. It's Overreaction Monday. I want every one of y'all to give you... This is a new segment we're coming with. I want every one of y'all to give you an Overreaction Monday pick for the week. I'm going to start. Overreaction Monday. Um... We have an overreaction section. Overreaction or not? What's the overreaction? I said we have an overreaction section. What are you overreacting to? Why don't you set the stage for us so we can join you? Miami Dolphins is the greatest team on turf. They're (laughs) They're going to win the Super Bowl. I do apologize to those watching out there. My fellow uh, STP members, they didn't read the uh, the, the playlist for today because I got a whole overreaction section. And this, what Brown is bringing up, is actually on there. But nevertheless. Where did, where did you send it, Celeste? I posted it in the group. And I need for y'all to. Now we ain't get it. Uh, posted where? Oh, on Facebook. I see it in the group. Yeah. Look at what she posted in the um, Facebook group. He posted topics and said it's doing live in the Facebook group. <laughs> yeah. I know Facebook. Okay, well, I'll make sure I send it to you all in the future. All, all right, right let's go normal then. Start the show, Well, I am on Facebook. Yeah, I'll make sure I send it to y'all. But anyway, well, 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 we back for another Monday, as Brown said, of the Sports Thought Process. And um, it's another weekend of just some great exciting entertaining football some of them came down to the last wire uh so you know we got to get into these the colorado buffaloes they have the ongoing you know talk of the nation we got a little more college football action a little high school football spotlight and then of course we got to get into these dallas cowboys of the nfl and more well with that being said let's go ahead and get on into some of this college football um uh, conversation from over the weekend. So, uh, as many of us, you know, expected, Oregon was was definitely going to uh, be one of the first tests uh, for these Colorado Buffaloes this season. And um, to be honest, you know, they got destroyed. And um, here's here's the thing. And so, of course, you know, now there's been several comments talking about. Dan Lanning is speaking for us. And, you know, I think we, Black America, want to know who is us. Because, see, here's the thing. When you, when we, as we've said in the beginning, primetime is who he is. These coaches are coming for him. Prime ain't coming, you know, for nobody, you know, as a coach. And the only thing that I really say before I, you know, let you guys chime in with Dan Lanning, I think the consensus is a lot of people feel like he didn't really 
in that speech, his locker room speech pregame that has gone viral, he didn't really, you know, do anything wrong because as a coach, you're supposed to get your team hyped up. But my problem with what he said was he made this comment about they do it for clicks and we do it for wins. Dan Lanning can go to hell. And let me tell you why. Because you knew that those cameras were in the locker room. So you made all these catchphrases. You said all these things that you knew were going to get clicks as well. So Dion is just being Dion. And so now you all are trying to play catch up because now you know that you got somebody to, to recruit against. You know that you got somebody that's going to bring it. And so with everything that he said, no, yeah, he ain't wrong for hyping up his team. But to me, in my eyes, he's a hypocrite. And Dan Lanning can go to hell because what you did, you knew that that was going to bring the clicks and all of that, you know, too. But anyway, let's just get into this whole little Colorado situation. How do y'all feel? I mean, I want in. You heard what Dion said, though. I want in. Hey, let me. I want in. Show your video, <laughs> Jamel. You can't talk without a video, damn. I want in. Hey, look at here. I have no problem. First of all, I'm a Colorado Buffalo. Everybody knows this. Colorado Buffalo. I have no problem with what Dan said. No problem. That man hyped this locker room up, and they came in and. Here's what they were supposed to do, which is lay a can of whoop. That's what you're supposed to do as a coach. You type your locker room up, get your boys ready to play. Mm -hmm. That's what you're supposed to do. Now, you know, with the real talk, you know, Dion, I mean, Dan and them, he, they all, ah, they all, uh, it's hard, it's hard. Because all the naysayers and the extra people outside that put stuff out there, the we people, you know, I guess that's the people that's jumping on the wagon that we have problems with. I ain't got no problem with that man right there. You know, he has to do what he do because he can't get offset and them other dudes to come to his field so the kids can come to do what they got to do. He has to get out and do something like that. But hey, man, hey, that man right there, hey, coach, you got to go in, even at halftime, you're down. You got to go in and get your team to rah rock to go out there and whoop, whoop, whoop. I just said some crazy things to my teams in the daytime. But we done came away with them trophies. Tell you that. Yeah, but see, you can't. The problem is these coaches are taking shots at him. Dion ain't coming for nobody. Dion I don't know that Dan took a shot at him. He did when he said they're doing this for clicks. What the hell are you doing? You called the media in there. You knew that they were there. That part of the speech, I feel like he could have left that. That was a shot at Dion. We yes. all know that. Yes. He could have left that part out. He ain't wrong. Pretty much, I didn't have no problem with anything else that he said. It was just that that little part right there, you knew the cameras were there. So what are you doing? You knew it was going to go viral. And they, because they ain't doing nothing, in my opinion, for, you know, clicks. They didn't ask, you know, for that attention. The, the, the media just... It is what it is. But like I said, I mean, he ain't wrong for motivating. That was just that little snippet in the speech that I took an issue with. And, but Dion's Dion said, you know, you can catch me now. Uh, you know, <laughs> he, also, he also said I keep receipts too. Yep. It's good for the game. Cause Dion gonna come back. Dion gonna come my, back now. I mean, he ain't ready for him yet. He ain't got yeah. no and the thing is, and they know that. I think, you know, they know that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, they got, he ain't got Any of us that watch the game, hey, I would, me and Moses talked about this at the MTSU game, Saturday. I 
had every belief that the 21 spread was going to happen. And Moses said he didn't feel that. I had every belief that Oregon was going to beat them by 21 or more. Every belief. I, 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 going into the game, I didn't think that they were going to win. I just didn't think they'd get beat by 21. That was my take on it. I'll say this. I mean, because uh, I've, I've been talking about this all weekend. I've, people have irritated me to no ends about Mr. Deion Sanders. And for a lot of these people that um, are they're watching games now and learning a lot about Deion now, don't know Deion before Deion. Don't know, they don't know Florida State Jerry killed mm-hmm. Deion. They mm-hmm. don't know Atlanta Falcon Dion. They don't know Dallas Cowboy Dion. They don't know Atlanta Braves Dion. They don't know San Francisco 49ers Dion. They just know this Dion now from Jackson State on. Dion has always been like this. This is the Dion is the one person, one of the few people in my life. I put him with Jordan as far as being able to talk that talk and in walk Vegas. and walk. Mm-hmm. Everybody can. Everybody can talk to talk, but everybody can't back it up. And so, along with that, does come, you know, people coming for you or whatever. Because, you know, people do be like, oh, that's arrogant. That's, you know, he's just confident, whatever. So, when you do fall, people are quick to, like, pounce on you or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's just pretty, pretty much what this is. I don't like Sean Brown said. I don't have anything wrong with what the Oregon coach said. Like, his job is to get his team motivated, and he did a great job of motivating them. I will, I will say this: it wasn't like Oregon. Oregon was number eight in the country. It wasn't like Oregon was just some, 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 some Rudy poop. Oregon has been in the in the top twenty-five for years. They always have a good program, and I, I will agree with you, Celeste, when you talk about the clicks. No program in College football has as many uniform changes as Oregon. So, <laughs> so how do I know that? Because you, you close awesome. to that. They don't have, so, don't so they don't recruit. They got so, Nike. So, yes. So don't don't you you can miss me with that. But it was a hell of a line, though. I will give them that. It was a hell of a line to use at that time. And part of your job as a coach. Is to get those ten, and I listened to one of their really, really good defensive players talk. Um, I listened to his whole interview because it was on Twitter. Because I wanted to hear, he was a very sensible young man. I can't think of his name. He played the D line, and he basically said, "Man, we've been we've been hearing about this all week. We've been we was ready and motivated for this game. They were talking about how some of the Colorado players was trying to stomp on the old." And doing stuff like that before, like the same stuff that they was complaining about at, at Colorado that one of the other teams did. Nebraska. The thing. So you you know, so when you fall, people gonna come for you, and they got their ass whooped on Saturday. It was just a ass whooping, and that's okay. They'll bounce back. They got another tough one. And any and, and one thing I was. Uh, one other thing I would say, anything that knows, anybody that knows anything about football knows good and well that this was their tough stretch they was about to hit. And last week, we stated their eight teams ranked in the top 25 out of the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is probably the best it's been in years. 
in their last year of existence. So just pump your brakes. They're going to be all right. Yeah. Let's not overreact. Like you talking about overreacting. It's, he going to be all right. But people, yeah. people will, people going to come for him. It's just what it is. It is what it is. That's part of the territory. So, but yeah. he is the ultimate shut you up dude. You know, he won two, two, two uh, uh, championships at Jackson State. They lost in the celebration, bro. You know, that was a loss or whatever. But, you know, he can't win everything. But he is a winner. He's a winner. Mm-hmm. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Agreed. And uh, so, but yeah, they got USC coming up this week. And, uh, you know, now a lot of people are feeling a little different about this USC game because they struggled against Arizona or either Arizona State uh, this past weekend. So, um, you know, I don't know, maybe perhaps this, you know, will end up being a better game uh, for those Colorado Buffaloes this week, but we shall see. Now, moving on to um, this. Uh, Ohio State uh, Notre Dame game. I don't know. That was just a mess. And as I said, it ain't even October, and they are really giving us thriller. I mean, like this game at the end was just nuts. I think they said in the last two uh, plays, Ohio State only had like ten men on the field. Uh, a lot of people, of course, felt like you know Notre Dame really should have won that game, and I do agree. Uh, but I don't know what y'all think about this whole debacle in the Can last. Can I ask the question? Can I ask the question? Sure. How do you know these things? How do I know what things? Oh, you know about these games. I'm saying. How do you know these things? Like, like. <laughs> because it is my duty as the moderator to research and know what's going on out here. Know here about what? Greece. What did you? Yeah, but you found you found this out afterwards, right? You you weren't looking. You weren't looking at it Saturday. Oh, no, 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 no. I ain't saying I'm watching it. That, that's the point I'm trying to make. I miss every game that happens, sir. And I know nothing besides what I recap. Oh, no, yeah. I went back and did, you know, listen to this and research, seeing what the people was talking about. But I just seen that on social. You know, I stay on social media. So you I saw, seen you, that going down in real time. You saw what? The uh, Ohio State Notre Dame. I didn't see the game, but I saw people talking about it. Was, it was Notre Dame that had ten people for the last. Oh, it was Notre Dame. Okay, yeah, I saw oh, so, people. Okay, so so I happened to be at the hotel um, in Murfreesboro when I saw I, all I saw that game was was uh, Ohio State go in for the end. I mean, go to win the game. Mm-hmm. They um. Yeah. You know, it was fourth down. And like I say, they there was two consecutive plays where they had 10 men on the field. Yeah. So, so I don't know what you say to that. That's just that's just awful. So, I mean, in situations like that though, I mean, is that I mean, I, I would say a loss like that really comes down to the coach. Uh because I ain't, I didn't really get catch his rationale because I think that there were some people are under the impression that I think that second time around, he knew that there were only 10 men on the field, but, you know, never tried to do anything to, I don't know. So I, I guess in those situations, I'll just say, is even though Notre Dame probably should have won that game, they ultimately deserved uh, to, uh, to lose that game. And then one of the other games that went into overtime, uh, Florida State and Clemson, why do people not like Dabo Sweeney? I will tell you why. Okay, go ahead, bro. 
Because Dabo has said some stuff in the past couple of years, man, that really and and before that, I actually rooted for dude. Big racing too. Yeah, he done said some stuff in the last couple of years that make me look at him sideways. And then he's not embracing his transport portal and Mm -hmm. NIL and and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, do you realize how many young men have come play for you that came from nothing? That helped you win? Let's out of here, man. He's one one of those that they're getting paid by by the scholarship for education um, people. He's one of those people. He like sealed his faith. Mm. He sealed his faith. He sealed his oh, faith yeah. when he went against yeah. this NIL thing. And, about, you know, he thought, he thought, he, he thought that with Saban and him, they had enough voice to uh-huh. take it down and to keep the Dion's and everybody else down. And it backfired on him. It backfired he on him. He about to play ball. He's about to play ball. Bro, he's gonna either play ball or he's gonna be gone. He's gonna retire. Now, there's only there's only fruits, there's only a few teams that gotta stay on block, got their state on block. Like the the big time players want to go to those schools. Cause that's not important no more. Mm-hmm. Wanting to go to school, cause pe- the people don't want to go to Alabama like that no more. Because shit, I can go somewhere and make a million dollars. He messed up a play. good program, man, by running his mouth. Cause, you know, he had, he had, he had the people coming to him. He would like, you know, the Sean Watson and all them. So they would have kept coming to Dabo. He messed up. He messed up a good program. Well, because of course, you know, but I also saw to a lot of people uh, when they lost. Of course, a lot of people have been celebrating uh, the losses of Clemson State. Mainly, obviously, more so because of the hate that they had. I just wondered why, you know, what has Dabo done to everybody, um, you know, to make them uh, not likable? Um, and so speaking of these these AP rankings, uh, unfortunately, you know, with this loss, uh, Colorado State did fall out of the, uh, the top 25. I don't really know how I feel about that. I mean, I guess. But... Um, but ultimately, you got Georgia, of course, number one, Michigan at two, Texas three, Ohio State four, and Florida State uh, five. I think Florida State dropped. They swapped because I think Florida State was number four uh, last week. So, um, And one more thing I want to say about Colorado. I'm sorry. It's, it's, their year has already been a success with the three right. wins that they already got. Okay? They wouldn't expect it. They wouldn't expect nothing out of them this year. They got three wins versus one last year. So it's already been a success. Everything else is going to be gravy. Nobody said Colorado's going to win a national championship this year. All these people, oh, man, I, I was just fired up this weekend. I, that just came to my mind. But, but yeah, I mean, they fell out. Oh, well, you know, they yeah. were barely in there anyway. Um, I will say this. There were a lot of people tested this weekend. You didn't talk about that Notre Dame on the Ohio State coach, how he came for Lou Holtz because Lou Holtz had said something. Everybody know who Lou Holtz is. Uh-huh. Right? Okay. Yeah, I forgot Lou, what Lou it Holtz, was. Lou Holtz had said something early in the week. In that the pregame. Ohio think... State was soft. Yeah. And as soon as Ohio State won that game, the the on the field, when they go to interview the coach after the field, that Ohio State coach couldn't wait. Couldn't I ain't going to lie. I, ain't gonna lie, I love that too. You know, I can't he, say he couldn't wait to say, 
Lou Holtz, he, he brought his name up and everything. Who's soft now? Some man. See, you know, here's the thing. Here's my thoughts on that. I mean, Lou Holtz was, I understand being mad or feeling some kind of way about that comment. But Ohio State, you barely won the damn game. Like, I felt like that redemption would have been better served had y'all went out there and beat Notre Dame, I'm going to say at least in double digits. Like, y'all y'all won the game in the last seconds of the game. And although I get you feeling some kind of way, his reaction post-game, like, I was kind of like, oh, pump your brakes, Brian Day. Ryan Day, pump your brakes, because y'all barely won. But, I mean, I, I love get- it. I loved it. I loved, I loved it. it. I loved I it. Can't say, I can't I can't Man. tell how you think, but I loved I loved every second of it. Yes. People say like and and I don't one of the things that was in my notes today, um, not in not in your notes, Les, but in my notes that I thought about today was and and I I'll I'll um elaborate on it a little bit later, but is social media and and things that people say about people. Everybody has, these coaches be like, we don't listen to outside noise. We don't do this, we don't do that. And they do, mm-hmm. because as soon as something goes their way, they're quick to bring it up. And and I think about social media, like for people like Russell Wilson, for people like um, Sean Payton, for people like Ryan Tannehill, for people that are like not doing so well right now, and how people are just going in on Lighting them up, and how that can weigh on you mentally. I don't care how much money you got. When people are piling in on you, there's only so much you can take. And sometimes, you know, if you disassociate yourself away from it, then that's good. But then, but if you let it consume you, it can consume you, and you can't just say because they rich, they supposed to be immune to it. They people just like us. Yeah. And that money does not trust me, trust me. Uh what you said is true. And I seen it firsthand. I had a coach that I always said he didn't listen to the media. He and he don't listen to nobody else. And I played like in in the beginning of social media. And yeah, coach he'll say in the press conference, hey, I don't I don't worry about that, I don't this and that. But then in the locker room, he's sitting up mad, <laughs> pulling out the article, all that uh-huh. stuff. They, they listen to me. Yeah. Trust me, they listen to you. And you all got somebody, a feminine member, or, or they right-hand man, I always showing it to them. They I'm thinking about like, I like Dion, because Dion points it out. So. Like, like, like I, I thought about so many players, like Justin Fields. What's he going through his mind right now? Like, how is he feeling? Like, 0-3 team, Dak Prescott taking it, and I, you know, I don't like the Cowboys, but he taking it. Like, it's a, I mean, this, this NFL has a lot of lofty expectations on these teams, and man, when these things don't go right, man, it, it can get real. That's the side that we don't necessarily hear about, but that's real. So anyways, I didn't mean to digress to that, but that was on my mind today. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for that. It's letting us know what was on your mind. Before we kind of wrap up college football, uh, you know, shout out, even though uh, it was homecoming, MTSU homecoming this past weekend, 
Uh, unfortunately, we did not get the win. Now, they hung in there uh, through halftime. They actually had the lead at halftime, 17-10, against the, uh, the Colorado State Rams. Uh, I don't know what happened. I just know that they lost because I left at halftime. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but nevertheless, hope everyone enjoyed their homecoming. I may or may not have had a little too much, uh, you know, to drink, yeah. and I may or may not have had to go to the car and kind of, you know, regroup, but yeah. that's neither here nor there, uh, because this is a safe space and y'all ain't gonna judge me. But anyways, uh, hey, I hope hey, everybody hey, join. Hey, hey, y'all enjoy can, homecoming. Hey, can I, can I get into the judge? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I, I'll let you finish first. I was just saying, did you, I, we moving on. Did y'all enjoy homecoming? <laughs> we did, but I want, I want, I want, I want to um, confess. I want to, you see me laughing over here. I want to give a good confession. You know, I know Jamel probably about to uh, talk dog bad to me, but you know, you can't do what I did. And oh, I confess my goodness. Right oh my god. Into the game, man. We watched the game. And uh, Colorado State, uh, MT pushed that touchdown in right before halftime. And you know, I had my phone out, so I just looked at DraftKings and saw how them odds jumped up. The odds jumped up 340 for Colorado State to win the game. But you know, of course, you know, I've been on them li librations all day. I told everybody sitting next to me, hey, y'all, for real with y'all, I'm about to take this bet. <laughs> I'm about to take this bet. And a couple dudes said, you can't stand against your own team, bruh. I'm going to tell y'all something, man. I got this $5 to lose, because if I win, I make 25 <laughs> So, you know, <laughs> I went on and moved and pushed that button on the switch. Oh, my <laughs> God. And I, and I left at halftime, but I get alerts on my phone. And I'm like, oh my goodness, Colorado done took the lead. Oh my goodness, Colorado's up two touchdowns. Oh my goodness, it's getting ugly. We let them dang Colorado State Rams come in our house and beat us. I know. I don't know. Come. Uh, I just, 23 or 31. Um, Moses sent me a text later that night. Moses said, good win, Brown. Good win. We had him, but we gave, up, we, we gave him a fumble. That dude took to the house. Actually, that yeah. big old dude that was uh, that big, big, big defense end that was showing out against Colorado, the big defense end that really uh -huh. good. Get a scoop and score. Somehow, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this is what I saw. You know, sitting right up close, man. I was proud of MTSU. You know, you know, we left, so I don't know how ugly it got. You know, the rest of the night I ain't really looked too much, but what I saw. Man, them dudes on Colorado State were big, man. Man, uh -huh. them dudes were so big. Them kids didn't have one dude the size of them doggone tackles in that center. Man, they were huge. For MT to be up on them and ready to get them and almost ready to beat them, shoot, I could be in MTSU. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Well, well, now it's time, but this was on a little high school spotlight. And um, this this week we got Caleb Beasley of Lipscomb Academy. He's actually the uh, the top recruit uh, coming out of uh, Tennessee this year. Uh, he's is a, um, um, I forgot, a cornerback. Uh, that's already committed to Tennessee, and he plays for Lipscomb Academy, and they are currently ranked number three 
in the state. So uh, again, I'm definitely pretty sure we'll be seeing, um, you know, more of them. I hate that we don't have, you know, any more top, uh, you know, prospects coming out of the state, but nevertheless, Caleb B. Oh, oh. oh, we got more top prospects. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Just not be up there. We got him. Ah, okay. Okay. I think it was. Kendon's son was, uh, uh, you know Kendon from MTSU? Uh, Celeste, I know uh-huh. Brown, bro. Kendon's son plays at Stewart's Creek. He was uh, at the beginning of the season top 25 player in the state. Oh, okay. Um, they were actually. You know what? I think home. the list that I had looked on, it was the number one recruit just out of each state. So, yeah, I take back what I said. Yeah, what I had looked at, it was just the number one recruit. Oh, yeah. Out of- Tennessee got his top recruit, buddy. Yeah. Oh, but well, you know I- what? I have to do a little bit more digging next week uh, to find some more spotlights, but that was all I could kind of. Uh... Celeste, um, it's funny you mentioned him, and I actually know who he is. I've had the pleasure of working two games that he played in. Last year, um, I went to Lipscomb when Trent Dilfer was still the coach of Lipscomb. I was at that game when they played um, um, CPA. It was at CPA. And then this year, um, shoot, two weeks ago, Lipscomb was uh, playing Answorth, and I was at that mm-hmm. game. And uh, he returns punts. He does a lot of stuff. He committed to UT as a junior, and I mm-hmm. and the game that I did last year had three interceptions in that game. So he's definitely a baller. Um, and yeah, and I think his brother also plays in UT. Um, he's already he's, he's already there. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's a good player, and it's crazy you mentioned him because I actually know who that, who yeah. that is. Well, all right. Well, shout out to Kayla Beasley and Lipscomb Academy. Uh, now, time for a little bit of NFL. Oh, and your former Titan, uh, Kevin Maguire, coaches for Lipscomb Academy. Just so you know. Oh, that is right. Yeah, I do yeah. remember him uh, getting former that job Titan, when Trent. Kevin yeah, yeah, when Trent left. Um, first and foremost, uh, you know, unfortunately this week, uh, you know, we didn't have. Let's move along. Move along. <laughs> we didn't have much success on the uh, on the four of us, you know. But we would like to offer the opportunity for anyone that won. If your team won, raise your hand. And as you can see, Brown of the New England Patriots, he's raising his hand because he's sure. And uh, you know, so shout out to these uh, New England Patriots on their uh, first win of the season. Let's uh, say something about that. It, it, you know, it means not much to me besides the fact that I told it. I don't. I know I'm getting getting ahead of myself, but I told everybody that even my sorry team could beat the Jets. So slow your roll, you sorry cowboy fans. Add <laughs> Zach Wilson to that list of stressed out players. Add him to that list too. I'm sorry. And speaking of that. They be coming it for him, man. It may be raining men, but it's definitely raining Cardinals. Dacomania, you know, is official and has been activated for the 2023 football season. And as we've said here on the Sports Thought Process, the Cowboys are only going to go as far as rain Dakota Prescott takes them. And this week, those Arizona Cardinals they they came out on that field and they meant business. Now, I personally um, don't think that um, it really had anything to do 
with Stefan Diggs, you know, being out, some people kind of want to try to say that that's the reason, but Dallas just, uh, Arizona just had a plan. And, it, and everything clicked right for them. And even though all that went right for Arizona at the end, Dallas did have an opportunity, uh, you know, to try, I believe to tie the game and Dak does what Dak does at the most inopportune times because we can't say Dak like he's the only one that throws, uh, you know, interceptions, but he just kind of seems to be, when you when it's time for you to take that step, put the team on your back and, and get this win, that's when Dak has an interception moment, but I don't know. So how y'all feel about these Listen. Cowboys? There was a couple of games on Sunday that there were teams that had no business losing to. The Jacksonville Jaguars had no business losing to the Houston Texans with a rookie quarterback when it's supposed to be their year. The Dallas Cowboys had no reason to lose to the Arizona Cardinals. No reason. Um, yeah, it's just some 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 teams on paper. The Giants or or, or the Giants in San Francisco game on Thursday that started week three. You see how San Francisco took care of business. That's what they're supposed to do. Take care of business. Yes. I'm going to say, as a Titans fan, I was kind of... I I was rooting for Josh Dobbs just because, you know, we had him here, and I'm sitting up here looking at him filling in for Kyler Murray. Like, darn, why them Titans just couldn't, you know, solidify him as a backup? Because real talk, you know, that's when, you know, I'll elaborate on him a little bit more when we kind of do a little bit more deep dive, share our thoughts on our personal teams. But uh, I don't know. At this point, it's just like, you know, as I said with the Cowboys friends, at this point, we, we damned if we do it, we damned it. We, they just going to be screaming loud from the mountaintop regardless. Either they going to be cheering and being obnoxious or they're going to be whining and being obnoxious. And this week, you know, they whining, uh, you know. So it is what it is with them Cowboys. And, um, you know, and that's just kind of one of the things that I do agree with Stephen A. Smith. He said, you know, okay, everything is going good, but just give them time. And, you know, as we see uh, them Cowboys that – they got to address that issue. They got to address that issue, man. That man right there throws interceptions at the most inopportune times, man. He ain't helping himself. Man. <laughs> like, how do he you, like, I'm real, even that game. I watched none of that game. And I was just unloading, taking trailers back, doing this, doing that. I get home and sit on the couch, and it's about a minute left in the game. And I'm like, wow, Arizona's winning this game, but I felt Dallas was gonna pump it in at the next height interception. I was like, that, that, that was crazy. It's all I saw. All I saw the game. We we take pride in Dallas losing, like some people take pride in beyond losing. I swear. And it's really, I still stand by the fact it's because of the fans. Because I do like that, you know, and I wish that he could. I really do, you know, risk that he could get over the hump. But I think a lot of people just take pride because their fans are probably the most obnoxious fan base in all of sports. Like there's irrational, illogical, and just, you know, you can't get through, I'm gonna say to to 95% of them. Now, meanwhile- I give some of my boys boys credit though. Hey, some of my boys came and uh, 
took took ownership, took that crow. Uh, my boy Stu, 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 uh, he came up and uh, he said, "Man, we deserve that loss. We deserve that loss. We've been on a high horse. We deserve that loss." <laughs> I give my boys credit for that. Well, that's good. At least you know some rational fans. Now, meanwhile, down in uh, Miami, uh, they was just, you know, playing flag football. I don't know what the hell. With this Miami uh, and Denver situation, I think the conversation is more about Denver because as we know, I feel like, you know, karma has landed uh, in Denver and, uh, you know, she may just be here to stay because Sean Payton had just like a, a, just a lot of crazies. You know, he came in talking about Nathaniel Hackett and the worst coaching job. He had a comment talking about last season. I think he said that Tua would have been benched before the season was up. And I'm pretty sure we could probably go out there and search for some other reckless things that he had has said. He's, you know, then he's talked about his quarterback, talking about he needs to quit hugging and doing whatever it is. I don't know, but Sean Payton is, you know, I think he's done got a little beside himself because he had a 15 year or so career down in New Orleans. And I think he is highly regarded as a coach. Can't take that, not taking that away from him. But as you know, Jamel likes to say, you know, I think it's time for Sean Payton to be brought down several notches uh, because right now his, um, his karma is not beautiful. Uh, but you know, I, I, you know, I don't know. I personally wish that they would have went on ahead and kicked the field goal to tie the record, uh, but that's just me, uh, you know, just enjoying being childish, uh, you know, sometimes. But uh, how do y'all feel about this Sean Payton situation in Denver? Because like I said, I think it's less about Miami and more about just Denver and they more Let so their go. coach and coach. Let me go staff. first. Let me go first. Let me go first. <laughs> this this was the worst coaching job I ever seen in my whole entire life. Absolutely. <laughs> Worse, boy. I, when I tell you, I seen that score, man. I was smiling for tears. It felt like I won. It felt like I was. <laughs> I can't stand Shantae. Even even the Saint Falcon thing. It's the fact of when he that rubbed me the wrong way when he called called a coach out. You coming in that house and you say this is worse. Like this is something you say behind cold doors. And I was going at it looking about on Facebook when it first happened. Oh, it's no problem with it. No problem with it. Like, all right, just wait. Just wait. And man, I'm loving every little ass whooper they take it right now. Yeah. I'm loving it. I, I hope they go over 17. I hope they go over 17. I really do. <laughs> I, I ain't never hope. I don't know why. Man. Hey, man. I ain't never been a, I ain't really never been a, a Sean Payton hater, man. But he a cocky joker, man. And some mm-hmm. of the stuff he said this year, even after that loss, even after that loss, man. They asked him questions and he getting smart on the mic. I answer your question. I said, forget you. You just got beat seventy. You just got beat. <laughs> you just got seventy points scored on you. You answer any question that come your way. You sorry, Joker. <laughs> hey, Ocho Cinco said you can't score seventy points on Madden. <laughs> <laughs> Did he say yeah. that on Nightcap last night? Yeah, he said, I'm a game. You cannot score 70 points on Madden unless you're on rookie mode. <laughs> uh, uh, the Miami Dolphins turned into the Miami Heat yesterday. That's all I can say about that. 
But I, I did have, I'm glad Jamel uh, answered that question because I did want to know where his hate for Sean Payton came from, whether it was the Atlanta, New Orleans, because uh-huh. that was the division. So that's glad he clarified it. I'll just say this about, I'm with Brian on this. I've always, I've never like disliked Sean Payton because I like how he landed in New Orleans, a prohibited, um, uh, a, um, they was a loser for years. Mm-hmm. They, they, I mean, they, 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 they were a loser for years, and um, he came in and revitalized them and made them into a winner. So I got a lot of respect for that, you know. So in him, but but this Denver Sean Payton, hey, he done turned, he done, you know, turned some heads and, and said some crazy things, and that I do think it's some karma. You can't, you know, they say in a coaching fraternity. You don't come for another coach. It's like a no-no, like unwritten rules. And he came for, and, and Nathan Hackett didn't do a good job. We know. Yeah. And but, we all knew got to call him out. Oh, and, and it's well, that's well out. known too. And then you go get put, you get you, you go get 70 put on your head. Woo. That's karma. But you know. It, it ain't never karma. Yeah. Real. But you know, I think I kind of hate it because, and I like Russell Wilson, and you know, and everybody felt like Sean Payton coming there was gonna kind of help Russell Wilson and stuff get back on track. And I still kind of think, you know, that in so many ways, you know, that he is still kind of getting blamed, uh, you know, just for, and not necessarily saying that Russell is just, you know, playing, you know, his best, but I don't know. Like, I I just, I don't want to see Russell go out you know, like this. I don't know what the answer is. You know, maybe after this ass whooping that they done took, uh, as as Shannon said, uh, a fifty piece with twenty extra flats, all flats on the side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe they'll be able to get it together because, like, ultimately, I do want to see. You know, Russell Wilson is one of the good guys, and uh, you know, I want to see him win. Uh, now, up in Baltimore. As as uh, as Moses already kind of, I think you talked about. No, nah, that was Jacksonville, but in Baltimore, the Ravens winning oh, that's the overtime, winning the overtime against them Colts. Minshew Mania is he, is he back? You know, you know, I don't know. Of course, you know he filling in for Anthony Richardson. Uh, you know who's out, but yeah, that was definitely another surprising game that you just did not expect. You know the coast, but that's why they say it's football any given Sunday. Uh, you know it, it. It just proves to be true. Uh, you know, week in and and, and week out. Uh, but yeah, I must say I was I was shocked to see uh, the Colts hanging in there and taking Without it to overtime. Without yes. Anthony. Yeah. Yeah, that was another one, Celeste. I forgot all about that one. I mean, in Baltimore too. Wow. Just amazing. Yeah. I mean, any given yeah. Sunday you can get it. Um, Kansas yeah. City destroyed the Chicago Bears. The uh, Green Bay Packers came down from 17 down to come win, come back to beat the Saints. It's a lot of wild stuff going on yesterday. Um, yeah. Now let's just before we get into these overreactions or reality check Monday. Um, you know, we can just shed a few little light on our teams. I just would like for these Titans fans to, I say this, I think I've been saying this every year that we've been on here. These Titans fans are just draining. I'm pretty sure, you know, probably every fan base feel like there's a segment of their fans that are just, you know, draining. Um, we, I think in, in reality, when you look back over, you know, your team and just a lot of teams, granted, 
you want it's unrealistic to think that your team is just going to go out there every week and put together this perfect game in all three phases offense defense you know and special teams it just does just not you know happen now do you want to see your team get punched all down in the mouth like we did you know yesterday no but I think there's a little bit to be said about, you know, we were going up against the Cleveland Browns who are who are a bona fide defense. And on top of that, the defensive coordinator is Jim Schwartz, who was just in the building this last year. And, you know, it was just, we just weren't good, you know, all the way around. But I just want y'all Titans fans to just chill out. You know, it ain't about, you know, settling for mediocrity you know, or anything like that. It was it was just, it was a bad game, it was. But we just three games into the season and just, you know, I, I, I feel like under this Mike Vrabel era, I feel like they've been able to have moments to where they've been able to get on track and be a team that you enjoy cheering for. So just Titans fans, um, you know, chill out. I don't know, y'all got anything that y'all need to say about y'all's teams? I will say, um, in the words of Jamel, we got just brought back, brought back down a notch. You know, we we, <laughs> we started off two and zero. Yes, that that was an exciting. You know, they wasn't really pretty wins, but you know what? A win is a win is a win in the NFL. And like the coach D'Amico Ryan said yesterday with the Houston Texans, I love this post game speech because that was his first win beating the Jacksonville Jaguars as a head coach, and he talked about how his. Guys, they didn't, they stayed focused all week. And he talked about how, how hard it was to get a win in the league to enjoy this first Rickley. Um, so, um, so it was just, it was really good to, 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 to hear him say that. But, anyways, back to my red ball, Washington football team. We just got back, brought back down a notch. You know, Buffalo is, is the upper echelon team. And, you know, I wanted it to be competitive, but we just didn't play well and we got humiliated. And that's what the really good teams do to, you know, teams on the up and coming. So I'm not, I'm not discouraged, you know, hey, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have expectations. We're picked to finish fourth in our division. So <laughs> fact that we got two wins, I'm like, yeah, so, so I'm you okay. You ain't the only one gonna get some of this not. Hey, Jamel, uh, uh, how you feel? What's going on over there, yeah, man? Yeah, yeah. I, I, hey, look, I'll, I'll go to the Rennie Division. This ain't nothing. Hey, look, the Saints just lost to a team we beat. So, yeah. I'm all right. What I did is put on Facebook, uh, the Falcons are still first place. Right, that's what I'm saying. Look, all right, hey, we just trying to win our division right now. That's all. Mm. Well, with overreaction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, they still up here. Um, so in the overreaction or reality check segment, I need for you all to tell me if this is an overreaction or is it a reality check? Now, as Brown already kind of alluded to at the beginning of the show, the first one on the list, we got five. First one, Miami has the greatest offense in the Super Bowl era. Is that an overreaction? Or is that the reality? Overreaction. They must have never seen the greatest show on turf. Mm. And, and, and yeah, it's, it's it's the overreaction. It's, it's week three. 
Come on now. That's the that's the thing, man. It, it's like if you wanted to right now, the sky's falling in. If you're three and all, you're the best thing since dice bread. If you're two and one, oh my goodness, we're gonna be okay. We only one game over five hundred. Yes, that's an overreaction. Now they do look good. And they got four dudes on that team that run a four two. Easy. Easy. And I ain't gonna raid on the parade. They but, but, I'm gonna let them have the time in the sun. And they and they put up 70 without water. One of them four two dudes. So I'm like, yeah, they look good. Two is healthy. They look like they are a problem. But come on now. <laughs> week three. Now Agreed. I need to see. We 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 are we need to see a body of work before you can be crowned. There needs to be a body of work before we crown you. But they are problem. Yeah, they are. So, um, Nick Sam Howell needs to be benched for Kobe. Oh my goodness! Really, really, really. Is that an overreaction or is that a reality? Not an overreaction at all. Nope, it's not. <laughs> hey man, you need to you need to worry about uh, Desmond Ritter over there throwing six times a game. That's what you need to worry about. Worry about your own quarterback because he ain't playing hey, we well. Running game though, we got a running game though. That's all right. He, he, he might need to be benched. Can he get Can he get Drake London the ball? Can he get Kyle Pitts the ball? That is not the question right now. That is not oh the question. Oh my goodness. <laughs> goodness. No, he doesn't need to. Like, it's week three. Dude, it's his first year starting. There are growing pains to this league, man. Let him, you know. Now, I agree. Now. Are you hitching your wagon we, to him? Are you hitching your wagon to him? That's y'all call that he got us two wins, Jamel, to start the game. He that's has quarterback. Is that is your quarterback of the future? Y'all hit y'all wagon to him. No, to tell you the truth, I won't. Um, I'm, I'm I'm trying to speak this into existence. I would love to be in the Caleb Williams sweet stakes. Now, I spoke Victor Wimbenyama into the Spurs uh, uh, future. Maybe I can speak Caleb Williams into the Washington I'm football team future. I'm about to say you being greedy. You being greedy now. Let, 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 <laughs> let, let him just let it play out, man. We, we so okay. quick to we so I quick will to agree just and follow that people. A, a bit of Come a, on. Just let right. it play out. Number three, Nathaniel Hackett needs to be fired as the OC. Overreaction or reaction? Where's he at? He the Jets. OC of the Jets. Overreaction because he was made for Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah, mm. you give me your Aaron Rodgers name tell. Mm. Okay, I can dig it. I can dig it. Uh, CJ Stroud is the best. Oh, oh still let's hold on, hold on. Let's fast forward over the high. Hate to call for a man's job, but I mean, he's had, he ain't had his track record. These last couple of stops, they ain't been great. And so if, if you, if you factor this, in Jamel's point that he was really brought there to work with Aaron Rodgers, but I think you can also make the argument that if you're supposed to be this offensive guru, the OC, you're supposed OC, to be you, you, you play to your strength of your players. I don't know. 
think it's an overreaction, though. Yeah, just, uh, you know, I kind of... Come on, man. The man, the man, they got, they got, they got the man Zach Wilson. The man got Zach Wilson, man. Come on. What's going to make Zach Wilson good? <laughs> I've been giving me that bad. I've been giving me that bad. I'm so glad. Well, everybody that. except Rex Ryan, because Rex Ryan feels like, and to a degree, I do feel like some of them feel like, you know, y'all drafted this man. What number two or number three? Obviously, y'all saw something in him. Work with him. Use the tools that he got. Uh, you know, and and figure it out. Because Aaron Rodgers ain't walking back in that building this season. Although he likes to think that he can go to the darkness and he gonna be back sooner rather than later. Aaron Rodgers ain't gonna be back this season. So I do agree. Uh, you know, to a degree that they need to. Uh, they need Dad, to. Dad take up for him too, but Dad take up for everybody. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Uh, next. Dad must, take up, for these, Dad must take up for these people because people came for him when he was quarterback. He take up all of. Yeah, he does. He he's a quarterback's, you know, keeper. Uh, but now is CJ Stroud the best? CJ Stroud is the best rookie QB in his class. I mean, he putting up numbers. I think he tied the record uh with the amount of yards. I think he's thrown over 900 yards in the first three games, and I think it's tied like Cam Newton and like two other people. Uh I think that might be a reality, you know, so far. You know, anyway, I won't I won't call that a reaction, uh, overreaction. What first. was the question? CJ Stroud is the best rookie QB in his class. He's proven it right now. He he hasn't thrown any interceptions. So um as a rookie, that's amazing. A rookie quarterback ain't thrown no interceptions in three weeks. That's amazing. I mean, who, who 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 are we comparing him to right now again? Uh Anthony Richardson. Uh, 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 Bryce. Bryce Young. Oh, well, they on sucky teams, and Anthony Richards and her. Man, what do what do you think, CJ South? What time did he? They, they was they was a top two pick. Come yeah. on, we know the Panthers are the like part of the worst team in the, in the NFL right now. Who? They, the Panthers. They cannot block. They offensive line is horrible. Man, he has a whole lot of time. Stroud did not go to no winner. Come on, Jamel. <laughs> a terrible team. So I, I get that, but you, as a quarterback, a rookie, you gotta have a good line. Okay. So, they got one but of the best. Still, even even you, even if you have, you have a good line, the league is so fast. It, you, it's an adjustment period to it. No, 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 no. Stroud is handling it well. I'm gonna give him his props. That's not over. No, I'm, I'm not saying he not, but you do know he got the, the best tackle in the league right now. Who is? He has it. Huh? Who that person? Who have we drafted? Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, Tunsil. So he's the best tackle in the league right now. They got a great offensive line. Really? He better, of, he, he better than uh, your boy San Francisco. He better than Trent Williams. Right now he is. Look, look at the, Hey, look at the pay. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, lastly, the Saints playoffs hopes are have evaporated without Derek Carr. Now, I don't think Carr is going to be out the whole season, I don't think, but. Uh, oh, he's not an overreaction. Huh? Not an overreaction. <laughs> if Jameis is back there making the. Don't do Jameis like that. Don't do Jameis. They are like not that. going to the playoffs. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I got I gotta see 
thing with old Jamie, Jamie gonna do. Uh, you know, we we still try to root for Jameis on here. At least some of us do. But uh, I just like the faces he make back there. <laughs> I don't know, man. Jameis, I don't know. I don't know about that dude. Like, yeah, he he don't look like. Mm-mm. He don't look like it at all. At all. And Derek Carr, when he went out of that game yesterday, that's how uh, uh, Green Bay walked him down. When he left that game, things changed. So, mm-hmm. so there you go. They're going to do a movie. They're going to do a movie on Jameis Winston. We're going to get uh, Jonathan Majors to play him. <laughs> make, oh, a my God. make a bunch of faces. Call it a 30 like for 30. Breaking up a fight. Hmm. 30 for 30. 30 for 30 <laughs> crab legs. Because he, you know, that he threw 30, 30 interceptions and 30 touchdowns one year. So you could do that. You could call it that, or you know, some with crab legs. I don't know. Hmm. Well, I think that wraps up another week of the sports thoughts process. But as usual, before we get out of here, we like to leave you all with what our final thoughts are. And Moses actually, when he kind of went off on his little tangent talking about the media and, you know, things of that nature, that actually, you know, played into, you know, my final thought, just as it pertains to, you know, the media creating this whole storm about, uh, you know, Dion, but more so for me, it was local because, uh, I don't know, locally, if you keep up with local, um, uh, you know, writers for mainly more so for the Tennessee Titans, there's this obnoxious five foot two man in Paul Kaharski who always finds any kind of way to shit on the Titans, um, you know, but nevertheless, so, um, after the game, uh, you know, Jeff Simmons, I think sometimes you, you just get you frustrated. And he made a comment in his post-game, uh, in the locker room interview, was saying that this, you know, because Mike Vrabel's, you know, comment is always the players got to play better and the coaches got to coach better. And Jeffrey Simmons was just like basically paraphrasing, I'm tired of hearing that shit. You know, it ain't working. You know, it, it's got to be more to it. You know, that's just getting old. And basically, we got to find something else, you know, to be motivated. So Paul Kaharski decides to say, uh, what that man had said, don't love the vibe from Jeffrey Simmons. Lots of excuses. Uh, you know, run defense wins aren't wins. Because in, in a part of Jeffrey Simmons' comment, he was talking about how that they did stop the run. Now, I will say on one hand, the Titans have been always been good, This you know, in recent years in run defense. But nevertheless, and so Jeffrey Simmons responded and basically told Paul Kaharski to shut up. You know, he never has really anything good to say. He sees him in the locker room every day. And, you know, hey, look, if you want to talk, basically, you know, we can talk. And I'm like, right on, you know, Jeffrey Simmons, because Paul Kaharski, you know, it's probably rare. He's one of those people that, like, darn, when they do say something that you agree with, like, you all, you hate to agree with them because all the rest of the time they just trash. They have trash takes. But nevertheless, but that's just my whole rant spiel. You know, sometimes the media is just, they act like these players aren't human. And, you know, and I, for one moment, do not think that, you know, Jeffrey Simmons is, you know, getting ready to have this low morale and is going to give up. But it's just like, hey, sometimes you get tired of hearing the same old talk, you know, after a game. And especially now when they done lost nine of their last 10 games, it's just like, you know, no, you know, I just lost. We got our ass whooped. 
And so, you know, no, I don't want to hear nothing about no players playing better and coaches coaching better. So my final thought goes to, you know, just the media in general and how, you know, sometimes you got to extend some of these players, uh, you know, a little grace because they are human, uh, you know, at the end of the day. But anyway, I could go on, but we ain't got that much longer before I start yawning. Moses, what you got? Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, just uh, piggybacking on what you said. I just think like, you know, it's it's like a two-way street because, you know, when you are a professional athlete, you know, you are on a team that fans go to root for and want to see win. So fans get invested. Um, in the team. So as a professional athlete, you do have to deal with some criticism. I just think sometimes it can go overboard. And you know, you never, you should never be the fan to get to the point where you're threatening players and saying like cool things to them. Cause they are human. And they always want you to put yourself in their shoes, but it is part of the territory, you know? So it's, it's just interesting. Like I said, when you doing well, you know, everybody's your friend. When you're doing bad, boy, it, it can be rough. And your mental, your mental health is can 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 really be challenged in moments like these. So, just I just wanted to bring awareness to that because I don't think people really they don't talk about that. So, um, and lastly, my last point is um, the WNBA is down to its final four. Um, you have the Connecticut Sun and the New York Liberty. And Connecticut Sun beat the New York Liberty in the game one. So so they got their hands full. And then you got the Aces and the uh, Wings. Um, and so I can't remember if they've already played a game one. I think they play tomorrow. But yeah, no, no, they play game one. They play game one already? Yes, oh, yeah, Aces, Aces won. Aces won. The Aces won. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so the Aces are up one. And then um, Connecticut Sun. Connecticut Sun. They they got two two ballers on that. Well, they got a team, but they got two people you really got to worry about. The one upon her, the the the, the married ones. The, the two that are married on the team. The one upon yeah. and our. We're forced. We're forced to accept that. Yes. Yes. Like yeah. 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 They they are problem. They are a problem couple um, for that team. So anyway. So yeah, so just tune in. So they they uh, the Aces do play tomorrow. So that's a Tuesday game. Bang. Uh, so I'm I'm, I'm 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 talking about yours, man. I'm just, just part of your final thought. Uh, good stuff right there, man. Uh, Connecticut Sun, hey they. Everybody talking about the collision course between the Liberty yeah. and Aces. Connecticut Sun about to end that, man. Hey, they they been balling all season. Was in in New York, right? Yeah, Liberty. They took home court, yeah. man. Hey, yeah. uh, guys, it's it's the best of three still, right? Yes, yes. Liberty in yes. trouble. Be real with y'all. Liberty. I in mean, trouble. they got to win. They're gonna be playing. They, them, them guys gonna be playing, man. Them guys gonna be playing. I like it. This is deep. It's gonna be the next great couple next couple of days, man. WNBA. I love it. Yeah. So anyway, that's my thoughts. And then homecoming, homecoming without. Went, hey, went hey, off without hey, a hey, you can't you can't leave WMA without stop mentioning MTSU alumni. Six, six, well, I guess they called it Six Woman of the Year. Six Woman of the Year, Alicia Clark, yes, for sure. And yes, MTSU's that's fine. amazing feat. That's amazing feat, by the way, with the talent. She's been in the league for a while, and she's been in the league for a while too. So. 
Oh, yeah, she's got a championship or two also. Um, but yeah, MTSU homecoming was amazing. Like I was telling, um, I saw Harold on Sunday, but just telling Tony, I was with him a lot, that I've never seen it like that. I, I haven't personally. Really? With, no, with the, with the, with the, just the amount of people there. Like the ways, it was just, I, I can't say I've, I've seen it. Because I, I feel like with the Delta celebrate 50 years and the AK celebrate 50 years, I feel like they brought more people that would normally be there mm-hmm. back. So therefore, there were more people there, sure. young and old. That's what I'm going, that's where I was going. So, but yeah, it was really cool. So, yeah, that's all I got. Oh, man. Um, hey, you kind of took mine with the WNBA uh, thing. You know, I'm all about that, man. Um, to the great show, the great show today. Um, trying show, trying show for all of us, you know, coming off MTSU homecoming. Hey, it's tired, it's hard getting sports news and stay out and do your thing for the last three days. So, you know, then you got Jamel, he's been on the uh, pilgrimage festival. Um, Whatever journey he got going on with the pilgrimage. <laughs> but, uh, you know, hey, we made it through. We made it through a great sports weekend. Um, what I will say lastly is Dallas Cowboys, we coming. We coming to give y'all two losses in a row, baby. Two losses in a row. <laughs> we coming. Okay, bold prediction. Yes. We coming, baby. Then we might not win another game, but we coming next week, baby. Please do. Please do. You're going to stack Jordan. these two wins and then go on a losing streak. Is that what you say? <laughs> hey, question for y'all. Did them Georgia Bulldogs play another nobody this past weekend? Who did they play this past weekend? Was it another nobody? Jamel, can you answer? Oh, you now nah, nah, you freezing up. Now nah, you froze. <laughs> can, you, can you answer that question? Did they play another nobody this weekend? You on mute. No. They played UAB. Oh, Oh, my goodness. UAB, really? They must be like us. Really? You see this? You see this? What what the, uh, hold up. Let me get the camera. All right. Y'all see that? Remember, um, what, Whoopi did that on Cuddle Purple? She put that spell on him. Yes, that's why I'm doing the Sean Payton right now. Ain't nothing will go good his way. To you apologize to Coach Hackett. Hackett and the Jets. I hate that dude just as much as Bozer hate the Cowboys. That's how much I hate Hey, man. Well, I, I know that man. I know that man got a nice body at work. Well, I think you get 70 put up on you. You deserve to be five. Wow. Not a reaction. Like I said, yeah, I, that I, is. I, I don't get a t-shirt made with that score on there. I just might get a t-shirt made with that score on there. <laughs> just might. And like I said, I, like I've been asking people lately, I got one question for Sean Payton. Are you humble yet? Are you humble, Sean Payton? I think he should be humble right now. He if should. he's not, if he's not, I hate him even more. I don't like him even more. Don't like that dude. That's my fine though. I do not like Sean Payton at all. Brown, Brown, if your Patriots mess around and beat the Cowboys this weekend, 
I might have to go get me a Patriots hat and wear it on Monday. Because I will be so happy. Oh, my gosh. Please, please take care of them. Please. We're going to try. We're going to try. But, hey, look at here. We'll see y'all next week. Before we leave, we want to say she is, hey, she is a daughter, and she has a daughter. Happy Daughter's Day to our uh, crew member, uh, Celeste Thompson. Happy Daughter's Day. Yes. Jamel has daughters, too. I got a daughter, but I'm talking to the female of the staff. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, fine. Appreciate it, thanks. I feel special. I'm the favorite daughter, by the way. P.S., right. I'm the only. I'm yeah. the only. That's why I'm the favorite. So. Hey, y'all have a good one. We watch All, All right. right. Peace, Peace out. out. Peace, good night. Peace. Tighten up. Peace. Go Gators. Peace.